This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, folks, I'm all about working smarter, not harder. Running a successful e-commerce business can be really convoluted, and honestly, you have enough going on. So I want to introduce you guys to ShipStation. I love using ShipStation because it makes it so much easier to automate all my shipping tasks, and I can manage all my orders in one simple dashboard. Work less and ship more with ShipStation, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code TECHNEWS to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com code TECHNEWS. You're listening to The Daily Crunch. Today's story is brought to you by Comerica Bank. What keeps you up at night? Investor connections? R&D? Access to capital? The business financial advisors at Comerica Bank understand how to help venture capitalists and tech companies navigate their complex needs. To learn more, visit Comerica.com tech. Member FDIC, Equal Opportunity Lender. Another U.S. visa holder was denied entry over someone else's messages. A graphic image sent by another person was grounds to deny a visa holder entry to the United States. By Zach Whitaker. It's been one week since U.S. border officials denied entry to a 17-year-old Harvard freshman just days before classes were set to begin. Ismail Ajawi, a Palestinian student living in Lebanon, had his student visa canceled and was put on a flight home shortly after arriving at Boston Logan International Airport. Customs and Border Protection officers searched his phone and decided he was ineligible for entry because of his friend's social media posts. Ajawi told the officers he, quote, should not be held responsible for others' posts, but it was not enough for him to clear the border. The news prompted outcry and fury, but TechCrunch has learned it was not an isolated case. Since our story broke, we came across another case of a U.S. visa holder who was denied entry to the country on grounds that he was sent a graphic WhatsApp message. Dakil, whose name we've changed to protect his identity, was detained for hours, but subsequently had his visa canceled. He was sent back to Pakistan and banned from entering the U.S. for five years. Since 2015, the number of device searches has increased fourfold to over 30,200 each year. Lawmakers have accused the CBP of conducting itself unlawfully by searching devices without a warrant, but CBP says it doesn't need to obtain a warrant for device searches at the border. Several courts have tried to tackle the question of whether or not device searches are constitutional. Abed Ayoub, the legal and policy director at the American Arab Anti-Discrimination Committee, told TechCrunch that device searches and subsequent denials of entry had become, quote, the new normal. This is Dakil's story. As a Pakistani national, Dakil needed a visa to enter the U.S. He obtained a B-1-B-2 visa, which allowed him to temporarily enter the U.S. for work and to visit family. Months later, he arrived at George Bush Intercontinental Airport in Houston, Texas, tired but excited to see his cousin for the first time in years. Didn't take long before Dakil realized something wasn't right. Dakil, who had never traveled to the U.S. before, was waiting in the immigration line at the border when a CBP officer approached him to ask why he traveled to the U.S. He said it was for a vacation to visit his family. The officer took his passport and, after a brief examination of its stamps, asked why Dakil had visited Saudi Arabia. It was for Hajj and Umrah, he said. As a Muslim, he is obliged to make the pilgrimages to Mecca at least once in his lifetime. The officer handed back his passport and Dakil continued to wait in line. 
At his turn, Dakiel approached the CBP officer in his booth, who repeated much of the same questions. But unsatisfied with his responses, the officer took Dakiel to a small room close but separate from the main immigration hall. He asked me everything, Dakiel told TechCrunch. The officer asked about his work, his travel history, and how long he planned to stay in the U.S. He told the officer he planned to stay for three months with a plan to travel to Disney World in Florida and later New York City with his wife and newborn daughter, who were still waiting for visas. The officer then rummaged through Dakil's carry-on luggage, pulling out his computer and other items. Then the officer took Dakil's phone, which he was told to unlock, and took it to another room. For more than six hours, Dakil was forced to sit in a bright, cold, and windowless airport waiting room. There was nowhere to lie down. Others had pushed chairs together to try to sleep. Dakil said when the officer returned, the questioning continued. The officer demanded to know more about what he was planning to do in the U.S. One line of questioning focused on an officer's accusation that Dakil was planning to work at a gas station owned by his cousin, which Dakil denied. I told him I had no intention to work, he told TechCrunch. The officer continued with his line of questioning, he said, but he continued to deny that he wanted to stay or work in the U.S. I'm quite happy back in Karachi and doing good financially, he said. Two more officers had entered the room and began to interrogate him as the first officer continued to search bags. At one point, he pulled out a gift for his cousin, a painting with Arabic inscriptions. But Dakil was still convinced he would be allowed entry. The officers had found nothing derogatory, he said. Then the officer who took my phone showed me an image, he told TechCrunch. It was an image from 2009 of a child who had been murdered and mutilated. Despite the graphic nature of the image, TechCrunch confirmed the photo was widely distributed on the Internet and easily searchable using the name of the child's murderer. I was shocked. What should I say, he told TechCrunch, describing the panic he felt. This image is disturbing, but you can't control the forwarded messages, he explained. Dakil told the officer that the image was sent to him in a WhatsApp group. It's difficult to distinguish where a saved image came from on WhatsApp because it automatically downloads received images and videos to a user's phone. Questionable content, even from unsolicited messages, found during a border search could be enough to deny the traveler entry. The image was used to warn parents about kidnappings and abductions of children in his native Karachi. He described it as one of those viral messages that you forward to your friends and family to warn parents about the dangers to their children. The officer pressed for more details about who sent the message. Dakil told the officer that the sender was someone he met on his Hajj pilgrimage in 2011. We hardly knew each other, he said, saying they stayed in touch through WhatsApp but barely spoke. Dakil told the officer that the image could be easily found on the Internet, but the officer was more interested in the names of the WhatsApp group members. You can search the image over the Internet, Dakil told the officer. But the officer declined and said the images were his responsibility. We found this on your cell phone, the officer said. At one point, the officer demanded to know if Dakil was organ smuggling. After 15 hours answering questions and waiting, the officers decided that Dakil would be denied entry and would have his five-year visa canceled. He was also told his family would also have their visas canceled. The officers asked Dakil if he wanted to claim for asylum, which he declined. I was treated like a criminal, Dakil said. They made my life miserable. It's been almost nine months since Dakil was turned away at the U.S. border. 
He went back to the U.S. Embassy in Karachi twice to try to seek answers, but embassy officials said they could not reverse a CBP decision to deny a traveler entry to the United States. Frustrated but determined to know more, Dakil asked for his records through an FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, request, which anyone can do, but had to pay hundreds of dollars for its processing. He provided TechCrunch with the documents he obtained. One record said that Dakil was singled out because his name matched a rule hit, such as a name on a watch list or a visit to a country under sanctions or embargoes, which typically requires additional vetting before the traveler can be allowed into the U.S. The record didn't say what flagged Dakil for additional screening, and his travel history didn't include an embargoed country. One document said CBP denied Dakil entry to the U.S., quote, due to the derogatory images found on his cell phone and his alleged, quote, intent to engage in unauthorized employment during his entry. But Dakil told TechCrunch that he vehemently denies the CBP's allegations that he was traveling to the U.S. to work. He said the document portrays a different version of events than what he experienced. They totally changed this scenario, he said, rebutting several remarks and descriptions reported by the officers. They only disclosed what they wanted to disclose, he said. They want to justify their decision, so they mentioned working in a gas station by themselves, he claimed. The document also said Dakil, quote, was permitted to view the WhatsApp group message thread on his phone, and he stated that it was sent to him in September 2018, but this wasn't enough to satisfy the CBP officers who ruled he should be denied entry. The document said Dakil stated that he, quote, never took this photo and doesn't believe the sender is involved either, but he was, quote, advised that he was responsible for all the contents on his phone to include all media, and he stated that he understood. The same document confirmed the contents of his phone was uploaded to the CBP's central database and provided to the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force. Dakil was, quote, found inadmissible and was put on the next flight back to Karachi more than a day after he was first approached by the CBP officer in the immigration line. A spokesperson for Customs and Border Protection declined to comment on individual cases but provided a boilerplate statement. CBP is responsible for ensuring the safety and admissibility of the goods and people entering the United States. Applicants must demonstrate they are admissible into the U.S. by overcoming all grounds of inadmissibility, including health-related grounds, criminality, security reasons, public charge, labor certification, illegal entrance and immigration violations, documentation requirements, and miscellaneous grounds, the spokesperson said. This individual was deemed inadmissible to the United States based on information discovered during the CBP inspection. CBP also said it had the right to cancel visas if a traveler is deemed inadmissible to the United States. It's unlikely Dakil will return to the U.S., but he said he had hope for the Harvard student who suffered a similar fate. Let's hope he can fight and make it, he said.